Hey, podcast community. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, I want to reiterate, as I've said before, how thankful we are to have all you guys with us. What we're up to with God in Brilliant Perspectives is beautiful and powerful, and it's a whole lot of fun. We treasure getting to share with you and encourage you on the journey and make Jesus radiant to everyone who will listen. (laughs) Thanks for being a part of that. In this episode, I'm featuring a segment from the audiobook, The Nature of Freedom. It's been a much loved resource from Graham. We'll dive in in a moment, but first I wanna share a few quick testimonies of how others have been impacted by this book. Jean said, I have read this and keep reading it. Every time I do, there's something else that Papa has to say to me. I just wanna share this with everyone I meet. I wanna shout it from the rooftops. I'm gonna tell everyone about this book and buy several copies to give away as gifts just so that others can recognize the wonderful nature of our Father. Louise said, this book is an absolute must for every child of the living God. If you're not secure in his love for you or struggle to trust in his plans for your life in any way, then this book is for you. And I love the way it's written in the first person. Susan said, the Father has shown me through Graham Cook's ministry that I've lived with a lot of wrong concepts for most of my Christian life. The truths were there all along, but Graham is anointed to bring them forth in a very impactful way. The letters from God format of this book really speaks to my heart because it's so personal. And lastly, Mark says, Graham has spoken not just with grace, but with gravity as he's painted and penned the very essence of the new life. With Graham's help and insight, we no longer need to just manage freedom, but rather enjoy it to the full. The Nature of Freedom is available in print, ebook, and audiobook formats on our store at brilliantbookhouse.com. I will include a link in the description of this episode below. All right, on to Graham. I hope you enjoy this and are greatly blessed, beloved, in your walk with Jesus. Enjoy. Welcome to letter number six, Righteousness and True Repentance. The key scriptures are 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, and chapter 2 verse 6, and chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. John chapter 14 verse 6 verse 17 and chapter 15 verses 1 to 11 verse 26 and chapter 16 verses 13 to 15. Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 30. Romans chapter 11 verses 35 and 36. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 to 16 and verses 20 to 24, Hebrews 8, verses 6 to 13, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, and 1 John 1, verses 9, and chapter 4, verses 17. Beloved, all of my passion is directed towards you in the person of my beloved Son. I declare that you are righteous because of what he has done on your behalf. 
I collected all the debts and sins against you. I totaled the full sum of them, and I placed all of them on him on the cross. So you are free, past, present, and future in him. That's life in the Spirit. Now as you learn to abide in Jesus, it is his grace that empowers you to live in the way that only we can. You become my righteousness by remaining in him. You have freedom in your new man to love what we love. Purity, righteousness, loving kindness, and goodness are the environment that we adore. You are welcome into this space with us. You are not the initiator of internal heart changes. We do not require of you that you take the truth and apply it to your own life. Rather, we request that you learn the practice of abiding in Jesus so that his life radiates through you. My son, who is the way, the truth, and the life, he lives in you and flows through you as you rest in him. In the same way, the spirit of truth lives with you and is always in you. The world cannot receive that truth unless they receive the presence of God. Truth is a person, not just a value or a principle. You are able to do everything through him because his indwelling presence strengthens your inner self. It is Christ in you who upgrades all your expectations of walking with me to the same level of glory that we occupy. You received his life in your new man as a direct replacement for the old life that ended on the cross. His life and his way of doing things becomes your delight. You get to walk in the same passion and desire as he does. As one who is raised up from the dead to enjoy the same life as Jesus, let his life rule in you. In Christ, you can learn to think from heaven first rather than try to change your earthly thinking. Beloved, only he can live this life in you. Your life is now hidden in him. He is your life. I don't give you a truth and teach you to apply it. Rather, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, lives in you and flows through you as you rest in him. Allow me to repeat myself for the sake of emphasis. I do not give you a truth and teach you to apply it. Rather, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, lives in you and flows through you as you rest in him. In the same way, the spirit of truth lives with you and is always in you. The world cannot receive that truth unless they receive the presence of God. Truth is a person, not just a value or a principle. That's my kingdom's modus operandi. Beloved, this is how we work. I give my peace to you, but not in the same way as the world gives. 
The world would put something into your hands for you to use, like a tool, a means for you to apply peace. That is not the kingdom way. It's not the kingdom truth. And it's not the way life flourishes in this kingdom. Instead, we give you presence. We are your peace. The Prince of Peace overcomes all worry, anxiety, and trouble. When you are weary and heavy laden, it is because you are trying to live this life in your own strength. Come to us first as your absolute priority. We will give you rest in ourselves and teach you how to become rest in us. It's just a simple turning, lifting, and yielding of your heart in thanksgiving and gratitude for the supremacy of our life within you. My presence will always be with you, in you, and working through you. Who has first given to me that I may pay that person back again? No one, beloved. We are the givers, the ones who give you life. This life flows from us, through us, and returns to us in everything. All of our gifts to you come because of our presence in you. All the power and grace gifts belong to the Holy Spirit who gives as he wills. The fruit of the Spirit belong to him and he in them through you. The Spirit of truth empowers you to live in the fullness of Christ so that his life flows through you. It's all about my righteousness and your joyful response. Beloved, righteousness is exactly the same. We are righteous in you, for you, to you. My son, who never sinned, was made sin on your behalf so that you could become the righteousness of God in him. You're in Christ by my doing, and I have made him your wisdom, your righteousness, your holiness, your atonement, and your freedom. We're not dealing with sin. Jesus dealt with that at Calvary in its entirety. We are only teaching your new man how to live in our righteousness. We speak the truth in love to you by calling you up to your true identity in Jesus. We don't deal with fear. Instead, we become your courage. With anxiety, we become your confidence instead. With worry, Jesus becomes your Prince of Peace. We focus only on peace because it is the antidote to the negative. We don't help you work on your anger. It's dead. Instead, we empower you to become gentle. We exchange irritation for patience, bitterness for gratitude, and sorrow for joy. And that means that repentance becomes more wonderful in the new covenant. The old has passed away. We make all things new and completely different. Repentance in the new covenant is very different than repentance in the old. When people lived under the law, they had to make a sacrifice for sin at the temple and they had to repent for what they did that was wrong. The new covenant makes that obsolete because of what Jesus did in himself by becoming the sacrifice for sin. 
Now that he is your life, he engages with me inside of you so that you are always accepted in the beloved. Because you're living in the new man, you have to learn to repent from that place because the old place of repentance has passed away and new repentance is here. And the new way, it works like this. If you're learning peace in the new man, but keep defaulting to your previous habit of anxiety, you cannot repent of your anxiety because Jesus took it away on the cross. Instead, your repentance sounds like this. Father, thank you for giving me a great opportunity to walk in peace. I repent that I did not practice your peace, and I ask that you give me another occasion soon to upgrade peace in my life. Doesn't that sound so much better? No guilt or shame, no need to condemn yourself. Instead, there's a gentle, joyful willingness to realize the potential for the next opportunity and to be ready for it. Under the old covenant, people repented for doing wrong. In the new, you can only repent of failing to do what is right in the nature of Jesus. Sin in the new covenant is defined as falling short of my glory. That happens when you do not receive what Jesus died to give you, himself. He is glorious life. When you default to a response that is less than he is for you, Repentance that restores you to the upgrade, that is what is needed most. It's impossible to see my glory through the eyes of the old man. But in the new man, beloved, my glory is always present. If you simply confess that you miss the opportunity to be Christ-like, know that I am faithful and just to forgive you and I will cleanse you from not doing what is right. And you will be given another opportunity to see my glory radiate from you. Repentance is your privilege because in the new man context, it also reminds you of who you are in me and who you are becoming by the Spirit. It's not required or even helpful for you to repent in line with something that I have declared to be dead. To repent towards your new nature in Jesus fixes your attention on what I am doing now in your present and in your future. In this way, you are always moving forward and not looking back. This is so exciting to me. When you submit to shame and condemnation, it's easy for you to slide back into the old default mode and question your identity in my beloved son. Please remember, if you're trying to change your old man behavior while I am developing your new man identity in Christ, you will become disconnected from my primary purpose. The kind intention of my will is to make you as much like me as possible in this life so that scripture can be fulfilled. As he is, so are you in this world. Beloved, I am aware 
that you have not been taught these truths and have not been mentored in my reality. That is why you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Then you can lay aside the old man and put on the new. In learning with me, you can focus on the identity of the new man and cease defaulting to the old self who was crucified a long time ago. I absolutely love the process of transforming you. If you love the learning involved in all your circumstances, then you and I will enjoy this process together. I am excited about what will happen between us as we walk this road together. <laughs>